0: Hey, what is up? What's going on, guys? Joe here, Radio 690 ADV, Sunday podcast. Thanks for stopping in. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being part of it. Sunday's podcast today, these are some of really the common mistakes that riders make when they're new, uh, or it's just street riders uh, coming over to the dual sport world or adventure world, and it's just kind of basic stuff you see all the time. And these are some of the things that uh, people really should take into consideration if they're thinking about riding motorcycles or getting into it. And they're pretty basic, but some stuff you just definitely want to make sure that you kind of keep that in your back pocket at all times so that you remember that there are certain things that you need to get your head wrapped around before you can get out and you can go do it. Anyway, don't forget, we are on iTunes, Google Podcast, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can catch us on all those. Don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash 69080V, where we have 150 plus videos from tips to rant writing, talking about motorcycles a lot of new rider stuff on there and can help you out to intermediate riders. Not only that, we have tons of subscribers as well that uh, make comments on all the videos and give great information about what the topic is and what the video is about. And it may help you out. And don't forget, you can always hit us up on 690ADV at gmail.com and I'll do my best to help you out. And if you have any suggestions, Shoot me an email and let me know. Also, now that we're on the podcasting side of the world, we're going to start promoting our giveaways. Don't forget, go to 69080b.com register on there, get yourself a free decal, and you can be in on our giveaways. We have a giveaway coming up. That's going to be announced on our Friday show, The Rant and Ride, and we're going to let you know when that's coming up this coming Friday. Anyway, on to the podcast. These are common mistakes that are, they happen all the time. They, they literally happen all the time I've seen it and I've run into lots of guys uh, younger gentlemen and uh, these things pop up all the time and it's just something that uh, it scares me every once in a while when I see some people and, and some people it's actually they really do have the knowledge and you know the 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 skills to just hop on any motorcycle and and take off and ride. That's not the case for everybody. The most common one that you see is somebody comes over your house or anything like that and you're just hanging out and you're doing whatever and somebody finds out that you ride motorcycles. Well, they see your bikes like, oh man, that's a really awesome bike. Bikes are conversation pieces. It doesn't matter who, what, when, where, how, and it doesn't matter what motorcycle that you have. They are conversation pieces and they attract, they are like basically flies to honey. (laughs) It doesn't matter how you want to slice it and how you want to dice it. Well, when that conversation comes up and they're your motorcycles, well, me, for instance, I get it all the time. Guys come up and say, oh man, you ride. That's awesome, man. I noticed you got some dirt bikes back there. We have a little mini track in our backyard and we have dirt bikes. We have basically three little dirt bikes and then I have my motorcycles. Nobody rides my motorcycles unless I know who you are. <laughs> and I've seen you ride and I've seen whatever. I've heard every song and dance. And that, I, I don't care. I do not care. Until you can prove to me, I'll put you on a, a 50cc mini bike before you ever hop on my KTM or even my CRF. But anyway, the most common thing that pops up, man, I've been riding since I was a kid. I used to ride my grandpa's dirt bikes. I used to this, I used to that. I used to yada, yada, yada. Well, the big kicker is if you've never seen that person ride and it's a new person that you don't really know, you know, everybody one way or another has ridden a motorcycle even if it was a moped (laughs) when we were kids me and my buddy we got a hold of a moped and we just absolutely had a blast on it (laughs) but that's not what this is about but that always pops up man i've been riding since i was a kid well what kind of bike did you ride well you know my grandpa had a 50 cc had an 80 cc he had a a 125 a 100 when's the last time you rode well you know no i don't know that's the reason i'm asking When's the last time you rode a 700cc motorcycle? Because the kicker is, is they don't really want to ride your small bikes. They want to ride your big bike. And they think that they have the skills because they rode a mini bike one time in their life or a small dirt bike and that that equates to they can just ride anything. Oh, yeah, it's just like riding a bicycle. No, it's actually, it's not. It's not even remotely like riding a bicycle. The only thing that is even close to it being like a bicycle? Yeah. <laughs> the actual balancing part that's it but even the balancing on a motorcycle is still a little more difficult it's the weight and you also have you know an engine you have a gas tank you have all these things that give you basically a uh, counterbalance and off balance and those things right there can make the bike you know if you're standing straight up they feel light as a feather sometimes Lean them at 30% and tell me what happens. Sometimes you can't even hold them up. You just end up going all the way over. So that's kind of a big mistake that people think because they rode when they were a kid or younger, you know, a few times that they're they're, they're ready for the big time. They can be. The question is, is, is it a good idea? It's not. It, it's just not a good idea. It's better to start, you know, uh, small and just, you know, and then go from there get all the practice that you can, but don't start on something that's way outside of your league because it just doesn't make sense. And all you're going to end up doing is hurting yourself. Next thing that, you know, new writers and and I even do it myself. Okay. I understand the consequences. I know all that type of stuff, but especially if you're a new writer gear, writing gear, it's such a big deal. And it won't be a big deal till it's a big deal. But riding gear is one of those things, you know, because what happens is is you see these riders and they look around. They see guys on Harleys and they see guys on sport bikes. They see guys on dual sport bikes, adventure bikes, all these different bikes that are out there. Cruisers, the whole nine yards. The guys aren't wearing a helmet. They're just wearing gloves and jeans and a T-shirt. Well, if you're a new rider, the first thing that you really need to do, you need to gear it up, man. Gloves and a helmet, minimum, absolute minimum. You only get one head in this life. And if you get knocked off that bike or if you have a crash and you hit your head, two things are going to happen. You're either going to be a vegetable and you're not going to know anything what's going on or they're going to have to go in there and fix your brain or you're going to be dead. <laughs> That's really going to be it. And some people don't wear it because they don't think it's cool or anything like that. At the end of the day, it is cool worth your life that's really what it boils down to but you know really if it all you know jacket pants boots gloves helmet is really what you should do and yes I do I try to practice what I I preach and I do try to wear my riding gear as much as possible I really do sometimes it's just super hot I know when I'm doing my rant rides on Fridays. you'll see some of those and you'll be like oh well you're just a hypocrite Yes, I am kind of a hypocrite and I'm okay with throwing myself under the bus. I'm not one of those guys. I don't sit back on like, you know, fake book and Instagram and, and try to act like I'm the perfect writer that knows everything. I even throw myself under the bus, but you really should if you are a new writer and you're getting into this stuff and especially if you're off road, if you're off road, man, cannot stress it enough. Definitely helmet, gloves, jacket, pants, boots. It just because you just never, never know. Practice. If you're a new writer, you know, or a buddy that's seen you ride and he just wants to come into writing or something like that, practice. Practice, 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 if you can. If you know of a friend or something like that and you can get on a small CC bike in a farm or a field or or somewhere that's grass, you know, and it's not too much. But you get these guys that are like, oh, man, my dad's buying me a 700 CBR, or a 650 CBR, or a 600 CBR, or blah, 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 or a 850, you know, adventure bike. That's going to be my first bike, man. That's what I'm going to get, man. I'm going to learn to ride. I'm going to go get my, my, my license and I'm going to be ready to rock. It's like, uh, that's a bad idea really get as much practice as you can because when you start getting up into the higher cc bikes the way that the acceleration in the throttle and depending on what type of you know bike it is will dictate how that bike handles when it comes out of the clutch and if you're not prepared and in in you have any type of freak out uh, and you go into a whiskey throttle some bikes are just flat out going to put you in a hospital and you just want to be prepared for that. So starting on a smaller motorcycle just makes the most sense, as much as you can. And try to practice where there's absolutely nobody around, no nothing. And you could just be you, so that you can focus and concentrate and get your head wrapped around what's going on. It's okay to get a new bike. Just don't get one that's outside of your realm, because you know it looked cool on YouTube, or it looked this, or it looked that. You'll get to that point, I promise you. Just take your time, be smart, and then you'll get there and you'll be a whole lot safer and it'll be so much more enjoyable. The worst part is is whenever you jump the gun, you go get a bike and you get out and you have something bad happen and then it ruins your whole motorcycle experience. That is awful because you never really got to enjoy the part that makes it so amazing. You just need to take your time. Practice, practice, practice. That brings me to my next one. Man, I've been on YouTube. I've seen my buddies. Man, they can wheelie. They can jump. Man, they can power slide. They can fishtail. Man, they can do all that stuff. If I just watch them, I'm going to be able to do that real, real quick. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) no you're not just because those guys have been riding for years and they can do it that means absolutely nothing in your realm and they can kind of show you but what I like to call that I call that crash and learn (laughs) because make no mistake for every time you saw them do something really really cool there was a part in a time in their life when they were learning how to do that they bit it (laughs) make no mistake about it So watching is good, but also knowing your limitations is something that you definitely want to take into consideration. Know where your skill level is. Just because your friends can do it doesn't mean you can do it. What you need to do is if you want to do what they're doing, start very, very, and I mean very, very slow. Take it small. Take it one little. Basically, it's the old saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, that's it, until it's all gone. You can't sit there and shove that elephant in your mouth at one time. It's just not going to work. So take your time, be smart about it, and take baby steps, literally. The way I like to, to talk about training on a motorcycle is the same thing as is the steps that I take in life to, to, to the things that I do. When you're a baby, the first thing that you do is you're always on your back until you can roll over. So it goes from back to roll over to getting on your knees, to crawling, to getting up, taking a few steps, to walking, to jogging, to running. And that's basically it. And it's that process. It just doesn't happen. You can't be a baby. They put you, you know, in in your crib and then you just jump up and run a marathon. That doesn't work. Uh, So, (laughs) just keep that in mind. You know, baby steps, take your time. Make sure you, you give yourself the tools in order to succeed. Because if you over you know, push your boundaries. You're just going to ruin it. Either that, and then you're going to end up maybe hurting yourself real bad, and you'll never ride again. And like I said, again, you're going to miss out on such amazing, fantastic things. Next thing, this one's kind of an interesting one that a lot of guys do, and even intermediate riders and some seasoned riders do this, or guys that have been riding for a few years. Fuel And when I mean fuel, underestimating your fuel, (laughs) running out of fuel, new riders can do it quite often. Most motorcycles, unless they're, you know, big adventure bikes or, you know, or specific type of bikes, most of your Enduros, dual sports, they don't have fuel gauges on them. Fill them up, know how much fuel you got in there. And make sure that you know how to keep track of that fuel so that you don't run out of fuel and get yourself in a pickle. How do you do that? The tachometer. <laughs> That's it, the tachometer. You reset the basically the miles and then know roughly what your bike gets in fuel mileage. There's an estimation, even from the manufacturer. It's not guaranteed. It's not 100%, but it's real close. So here's the kicker. People run out of fuel because they don't know how to keep track of how much fuel is actually in the bike. If you're riding around town, not a big deal. I mean, I guess you could push it and get it to a gas station. If you're on a motorcycle trip, guess what? You get yourself in a pretty good pickle. So make sure that you pay attention to exactly how much fuel you have. And if you can, strap just a little bit of fuel on your bike at any given time if you're unsure. I have a Rotopax on mine. I almost never have to use it, but it's there just for safety. I know roughly what my KTM gets. So I just keep track of it. I use my GPS to keep track of my fuel mileage. In that way, it lets me know kind of like when a fuel light comes on. There is no gauge on the KTM, zero. There's no gauge on a KLR650, zero any other dual sport bike that is enduro type like like a dirt dr650s all that stuff they just don't they just don't have them so make sure that you pay attention to that and also the other kicker is and the only reason i'm bringing this up is because this is my nephew he was riding up from houston on his motorcycle and he'd been riding for about a year on a carburetor driven street bike keyword carburetor most all carburetor-driven motorcycles, KLR650, DRs, um, XRs, all those, they have what's called as a petcock. They have a basically a fuel on, off, and reserve. Most people forget, if they're new, that there's a reserve on there. That reserve basically is usually somewhere between a quarter and about a half a gallon of gas. It just depends on the bike manufacturer and what they do. And that's what it's for. Well, anyway, long story short, driving up from Houston, He got about probably 30 miles outside of Dallas, somewhere around there, and ran out of fuel. Gave me a call. Man, I'm out of fuel. And I was like, well, that sucks. And I said, well, do what you can. Yeah, well, I'm going to walk, and then I'm just going to pick up some fuel. I thought it was a fuel-injected bike. Fuel-injected bike? Eh, too bad. There's not much you can do. The reserve is basically the light when it comes on on your dash. Here's the thing. I found out later it was a carburetor-driven bike. And I said, did you flip it over to reserve? And he's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I said, "Uh, you know where the little petcock is underneath the tank that comes down to your fuel line? He's like, yeah. I said, did you flip it over to the reserve? And he goes, I still don't know what you mean. So he brought his bike over. I flipped it over to reserve and he goes, are you kidding me? And I said, I'm not kidding you buddy. I said that right there. That's there for a reason. So when you do run out of gas, you basically flip it over to reserve. When we were back into the day, I said you could have made it to a gas station. Anyway, back to back in the day, what we used to do was when we were on log hauls on our KLRs, we would be grinding and rolling and going. They hold over six gallons of gas. but there's times we're just running it. we're trying to just get to where we're getting to. And literally you learn how to flip to reserve. While you're on the highway. And I've seen my buddy do it. Going 65, 70 miles down a road. The bike kills off. And he's just putting his hand up onto his neck. Saying I just ran out of gas. He flips it to reserve. We now know that he has a half a gallon of gas. We basically have about 20 miles. We need to find a gas station. So keep that in mind. If you have a carburetor driven bike. Dirt bike, whatever. There's usually a reserve on there. And you can get yourself about an extra 20 miles out there. Next one i just got my bike my girl wants to go for a ride good idea bad idea okay bad idea (laughs) you need to ride for a while before you start putting somebody on a bike and start riding them around reason being is because of that balance on the back and they're putting actual more weight to the back shock taking off of the front shocks it's like riding with luggage it's just weird. You've never done it. The counterbalancing, all that stuff, it just it can literally make for a really bad day. And not only that, you're taking somebody else for a ride, and they have no control over the steering, the driving, any of that stuff. Make sure that you, instead of trying to be cool, be smart. You don't want to put somebody in a situation. Not only that, you don't want to put yourself in a situation. What happens is, is when you basically put a passenger on the back of your bike, it creates a weird counterbalance onto the motorcycle. So what I mean by that is, is when you're under power, it feels okay, but it feels weird when you're just sitting there at a standstill. But once you get under power, it feels okay a little bit. Now you got to start doing turning. You got to start doing slow motion or slow movement maneuvers. Cornering is the biggest thing because everybody wants to go around the little twisty turns and stuff like that when they're a passenger because it's exciting and it's fun and I get it. I've taken my kids, I've taken my nieces and nephews, all that stuff on my motorcycle, and a lot of fun. I've been riding a long time. So I know what it is. The first thing is, is the speech and making sure that they understand what it is. A lot of people don't know to inform other people unless they are girls or guys that have ridden on the back of a motorcycle. They know what to do when they're in the, basic, in the back of the rear saddle. The counterbalance can throw you off. And it's mainly in the cornering that's a really, really bad idea. Or if you have to do emergency stopping. Cornering with a person on the back, I always inform my kids, but they know because they have their own dirt bikes and they ride. They know they have to lean into turns when they're making turns. So the thing is, is you have to basically ride the rider is the way or the driver. If he's making a left-hand turn, he is going to lean a little bit to the left with the counter steering balance to with the right hand on the throttle side, just barely pushing on the handlebars. Well, if that person on the back is standing up or sitting up in an upright position, they have just created a force that is counter-reacting to your force. So instead of the bike wanting to turn and lean, it wants to stand up. A bike standing up is a bad idea in a turn, so heads up on that. So knowing... How to ride with a passenger is very, very key. And just make sure that you've got plenty of practice on riding. Make sure that you control the bike very well before you get somebody else on the back, before you get them hurt or any of that type of stuff. Just remember that you're you're taking somebody else's life in your hands. So be very, very smart about it. And if you do, make sure... That You have plenty of practice. Make sure that they wear a helmet, a jacket, and gloves if you possibly can get them to do that. I don't even care if it's around the neighborhood because a crash at 20 miles an hour is still bad. It's not good. It's not much fun. And usually passengers on the back, they don't know how to get off of a bike if you're going down. And it ends up, trust me, you, metal, street, do the math. It's it's just not good. So understanding the counter reactions and stuff like that with the passenger on the back, know what to explain to them when you're turning. When I'm going into a right turn, you lean with me as I'm turning. Make sure you hold, you hug towards me. Don't lean back. Don't you know? There's just many things. You can find that information on the internet. That's not what this is about. This just saying it's a bad idea if you just got a bike and you want to take somebody for a ride. Rethink that. <laughs> that's my thought, hey, did you know that a motorcycle is just like a car, I got a car license, I can drive a motorcycle, uh, no, it's nothing like a car, and it's pretty self-explanatory, but you do, and I've heard it, it's not something new, I've heard people say that, they think, oh man, I, I, I've seen my buddy ride, and I've got my license, I, it's just, like, it's just like driving a car, you just turn the handlebars, and blah, 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 it's not, it's not even close, they're completely different, from starting to stopping shifting gears getting out of the clutch braking is a huge deal on motorcycles from the rear brake to the front brake knowing when to use which one <laughs> i mean how to corner how to stop what to do on loose surfaces how to handle it in the rain i mean the list goes on and on and on it's pretty self-explanatory I don't care the answer is no it's nothing like driving a car it's not even close there's too many things that you have to do just way too many things and the last one but not least i just got my dual sport i just got my adventure bike that's it man long way around ewan and charlie i'm hitting the off the grid stuff man i'm getting in the dirt i'm gonna go get lost Um, not a good idea, (laughs) unless I say you're going with some buddies that have been doing it for a while, and they're willing to accept the daunting task of you going on the trip with them. Yeah, but I've been riding street, man, for a long time. I got this, I just got my, I... (laughs) I don't care. That doesn't mean anything to me. If you've been riding street for 20 years and you go hit the dirt, man, you're in for a treat. So just because you got you an adventure bike and you've been riding bikes for a long time and you've never ridden off-road, man, that don't mean nothing. Please, if you learn anything from this, take that bike, go down some gravel roads, practice, practice, practice. If you can find some little sand runs, put it in some sand, And when you pick it up about five times, then you'll realize where your skill level is. It's very difficult. And those bikes are big. Most of them are heavy. You just need to know what you have. Don't get yourself in a situation that you wish that you had not got yourself into and that you're stuck in it and that it's an absolute beating and it ruins. Again, a lot of this stuff can ruin the experience of what awesome it really is if you're just willing to work yourself into it and take your time. Because adventure writing, is there's nothing like it. It is fantastic. It's awesome. You... If you've never seen The Long Way Around or The Long Way Down or any of that stuff with uh, Ewan McGregor, he was in Star Wars, and uh, Charlie Borman, they get BMW motorcycles and they circumnavigate the world, basically, on one, and then they start one all the way up in, uh, like, I forget, London, go all the way down to the southern tip of Africa. That's a long way down. Very cool. You should check them out. They're very, very neat. It gets a lot of people. That's kind of what got Adventure Writing. It just, you know, it just got it real. It's, it's what got it noticed. It's, it's been around way before that, but it really just got it noticed. So, but if you've never seen that, but the thing is just watching those guys doesn't mean that you can do it. And even they had their struggles because Ewan McGregor at the time was not a great writer and Charlie Borman was a really good writer. And you just watch the movie and you'll see what I'm talking about. So if you get your bike and you're not an off-road rider, please take your time and practice and learn. And you can definitely do it and it will make it awesome because you can go see those really, really, really cool, fantastic places that you're not going to get to see uh, riding in a car. You're going to need either a full drive or you're going to need an adventure bike to get there. Anyway, these are some tips and some pitfalls and hopefully some help if you're a new rider and you're just getting into this stuff or even you've been riding a while and maybe you just didn't think of that type of stuff. Just make sure that you take your time. Be smart about what you do. Be safe because that's really what it's all about. And get out and find your adventure and have fun because that's what motorcycling is all about. And it doesn't matter. I've said it a million times. I don't care if you ride a Harley. I don't care if you ride an adventure bike, a street bike, a dirt bike, and a bike. I don't care what you ride. Just ride, man. That's what it's all about. And be courteous to other riders. Don't be that guy. I'm Joe, Radio 690ADV. Thanks for stopping in. Thanks for tuning in. And if you have any suggestions, 690ADV at gmail.com. Don't forget, go to our website, signup690ADV.com. And it's up at the top. It says uh, decal submission. It's also down at the bottom too. Go in there and sign up. Be part of it. And we got giveaways. Even though you don't watch our YouTube channel, or if you do, you can get in. But you can't win if you're not registered. Hey, don't forget, iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Spreaker. Man, we appreciate you. You guys have a great Sunday. Go out and ride. It's beautiful in Dallas, Fort Worth. And uh, other than that, we'll see you on Thursday. You guys have a fantastic day.